On this episode of Two Brothers and a Mike podcast, we briefly touch on some Purdue basketball news, some big time recruits coming in in 2021. We react to that as well as react to the cancellation of the Wisconsin game last week for Purdue football. And we look ahead to tomorrow's game against Northwestern. And then we all always we end our show with our and one moments of the week. Keep it locked. You're listening to Two Brothers and a Mike. Welcome to another episode of Two Brothers and a Mic. Jared here with you, and to my right, my little brother, Mr. Nathan. What's good, man? Howdy. Hey, you've had a pretty good last couple days, I feel like. It's been beautiful, yeah. Secured that bag. I secured it and played. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. Of course, you listeners, and if you're wondering what the heck are you talking about, you need to check out our past podcast episodes to see what we're referring to. But we're here to talk about some Purdue sports. I'm going to try and make this kind of a quick episode because yesterday we were having some technical difficulties and we couldn't quite get the episode even started and recorded. So game day is tomorrow. So I'm going to try to get this to be a quick episode so we can get it out there for you all. Before we get into Purdue football, because it is game day tomorrow, big game against Northwestern, I just want to touch briefly on some big news in the basketball realm. Nate, why don't you go ahead and tell us what happened? Yeah, so Purdue picked up a couple big commitments. One of them we already knew about. He just signed his letter of intent, I think, a couple days ago. Caleb First and Trey Kaufman both signed. So, I mean, we basically, I mean, we got the two best players in the state of Indiana, and that's pretty big. I mean, we dominate the state in recruiting. That's that's really, really big. And both those players are really, I think they're going to complement each other pretty well. Caleb is really more of a classic big like kind of a biggie, but just not biggie. <laughs> but as far as his skill set, it leans more toward like a Swanigan. I'm sure there's a better comparison out there, but but Trey, I, I think as far as Purdue players go, he he really compares himself really close. I think to Vince, maybe not quite as good driving the ball with his handles, but he has the ability to stretch the floor. Really good vision, really good post game for him. So hopefully he can develop into that three four combo type of player. We'll, we'll see what happens. Apparently, he's still growing. He's like six nine. He's still growing. I mean, I don't know. He, I think he is going to be a beast for the next four years, along with Caleb. They're both going to be huge players for us. These are twenty twenty one recruits that we are referring to. These were just some announced signing day was for them was just a couple yeah. of days ago. So that's why we're talking about this. But this is big news, uh, according to a tweet from Purdue men's basketball stats and notes. That's the people who tweeted this out. It says. Among two-person classes nationally, Purdue currently has the second-best recruiting class in the country. Second to Duke. From 247 Sports, the points slash team, Duke had a points, how they ranked their recruiting, 53.76, and then Purdue in second with 51.33. So there is just real excitement in the basketball program right now. I I think on ESPN, they had, I think they're both above, like, you know, they're both top 50 players, which is, I mean, that's huge. That's huge. And along with that, the current players that we have, I'm I'm excited about the freshmen we have this year coming on. I mean, the excitement on the Purdue basketball team right now is out of the roof. It's, it's. Really fun to see what's going to happen, man. There's oh, man, it's so exciting. The dude. stats coming up from these scrimmages, it's just like, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> when you have a problem of this, who's going to get playing time? I mean, what a problem to have for my opinion. And I feel like we say this a lot. Like, past years, we've been like, who are they going to play at center? We have three guys that can play. It's a good problem to have for Matt. And he's been able to keep these guys in the program. They haven't been transferring out, which is a pretty common 
thing if you don't get playing time for a lot of these kids. So obviously they've bought into the Purdue mentality in most classes. I think Matt Painter himself probably has learned from his mistakes in past classes about that type of thing. But yeah, another thing uh, on Twitter that was said that was really big is that Purdue didn't just get the two best players in the state, like a big recruiting class, but they got Purdue guys. And that's, I think, the biggest piece to get is just guys that will buy in to their roles and then hopefully expand their game into the NBA. We've talked about this before, just about the culture of Purdue, family atmosphere. I stumbled on Twitter when the players signed. They made a video. It was Sasha and a couple other guys. I think a fr- yeah, it was like freshman. Guys, yeah. They were just like, you know, welcome to the family. That was the, the timeline. So, dude, the players are excited. I think the program's excited. There's a lot of good head for Purdue basketball. And there's zero seniors on this squad right now. So this is just adding to their... Yeah. yeah. It is exciting. It's exciting. I think Purdue is going to be really good. Their basketball schedule, they are continue to working on that. And mm-hmm. Twitter announced... Uh, or not Twitter. Purdue men's basketball uh, via Twitter announced they finished, I think, their non-conference scheduling, I think. They may have. I don't know. I know with COVID, everything's kind of always changing. But yeah. their first game is coming up November. 25th, I think, yeah. So keep it locked for that uh, preview. (laughs) So men's basketball is coming. But enough about men's basketball. We'll get into more on that later. It is game week. Big game tomorrow against Northwestern. But before we get into that, let's talk about what happened last week. We didn't have a podcast last week because for the first time in this season, COVID impacted Purdue football. Thanks, Wisconsin. Yeah, so and that was a big game, man. Wisconsin Purdue. So just how is the COVID game being canceled with Wisconsin last week going to impact this season? It's too bad that it had to be canceled. I mean, I understand it. it you definitely can't play when most of your team is under those types of circumstances. You can't play. But oh man, I don't I don't know. Like can you really give Wisconsin to the title game if they go undefeated for their season. Like, missing those two games, I feel like, is really big for them, especially not playing, possibly missing out on Purdue, who could actually contend. I mean, so far, we've from what we've seen, they played really well. If, if they do well against Northwestern, the shot is there for Purdue to, to get there. But it would, it would have been just such a big resume-building win if you want to get to the Big Ten Championship. But, I mean, we'll see what happens. I was going to say last week was probably the biggest game of the year for Purdue. And with that being canceled, this game against Northwestern tomorrow, I think, is the biggest game of the year because Northwestern's undefeated in our division. And let's just face it, yeah. in our division in the Big Ten Conference, it's usually Northwestern, Wisconsin, and there's, you know, the bigger teams in our yeah. division. So this is a huge game tomorrow. As far as, like, division, yeah, that um, this is the biggest game. But... That IU game is going to be huge. They have played really well, and they've looked really good. I mean, that's going to be a, a heck of a game to watch. Yeah, actually, I was on a podcast the other day being interviewed, uh, Brent Bergen's podcast. Shout out to him and his podcast. You can check it out. I was kind of a guest feature on there. And we talked about Purdue football a little bit there, and he had mentioned Indiana when he was talking with me, and I even said at, the, at that point, I was like, I think Northwestern's this is the biggest game of the year. I will say, though, and I hate to give IU credit as a Purdue fan, yeah. I ha- did not see this coming. <laughs> I, no. I, like, you, you know, I did not see that there really be contenders in this division, and there's a part of me that still wants to see it come to fruition. I know it's only been a few games. Granted, they beat some good schools. Yeah. It, um, it, it's hilarious. When, when Jordan was here for the first week, um, 
is Purdue won, and his dad sent him a text, IU Purdue in the Big Ten Championship. And you know what's hilarious is that could actually happen. That is hilarious. I don't think it will. Ohio State's probably going to be – is that game this week, Ohio State-Indiana? It's coming up soon, I think. But that's going to be a huge – like, who would have thought that would have been the game in the Big Ten, IU and Ohio State? And can we just throw out there and mention that Michigan – like, what is going on with Michigan? Is Harbaugh going to have a job at the end of this year? Dude, there's a lot of talk with Michigan. They're just kind of – they're not meeting expectations, at least Harbaugh's, you know, expectations. The university's expectation was Harbaugh. So, I, you know, some are, some are saying, will he go back to the NFL? Uh, why? <laughs> I don't know. he was successful. I mean, he was successful in the NFL. I mean, that's good, but, I mean, I don't know. I don't – I don't. If, if I was an NFL team, would you really want him to be running – I don't know. I don't – I don't know. Well, there's just some coaches that either are just better college coaches than they go in the NFL, and then you can flip it around. I mean, it's different. It really is. Like, there's some coaches that might be better suited for the NFL compared to college. So maybe Jim Harbaugh is one of those people. But but you know what's interesting about Michigan? Sorry, just one last point. Is that this is the first time that he has had a quarterback that he recruited at the helm of his team. I think that's really interesting. I don't know what that says about him recruiting-wise, but I think that's pretty sad. Like you, You're Michigan. You go out there, you can get some of the biggest names as far as high schoolers. I mean, you can you can get any of them. And it's just, I don't know, it's just crazy to me. Since we're talking about some of the other colleges – in the Big Ten right now, the Indiana game you were mentioning, they actually play at Michigan State. That's what they play this week. They don't play Ohio State. Ohio State plays Maryland, which actually is canceled because of COVID. <laughs> so uh, they're not playing. But Indiana is the 10th-ranked team in the country, so they are just flying above the clouds right now. That game at the end of the year, dude, if everything, you know, again, I want to still see it happen. I want to still see Indiana be consistent enough and w- keep winning games. But if that happens, if they Indiana, play Purdue, the football school, <laughs> dude, if Indiana, when Indi- the old looking bucket game comes, how intense will that rivalry game be? I know there's not probably going to be any no fans, fans or anything, but yeah. for the players, though, you know that's going to that's gonna be huge. Oh, yeah, that's you're going to be, be up huge. for it. Yeah. Even Aiden O'Connell, dude, I was at the game last year where he almost left from behind for when we lost in overtime. Dude, you don't think he's thinking about that? Depending on where we're at in the division, that game could be absolutely massive, yeah. let alone it just being massive because it's the IU Purdue I mean, game. Even uh, Ethan Horvath, apparently he had an opportunity to go to Indiana and walk on at Indiana too as a linebacker. I mean, that's going to be big for him too. He's going to be up for that game. There's a lot of kids. Uh, every single Indiana kid. I think Big George. Be, yeah, Because I remember watching the video last year or a video of him after the game and against IU, and it's just like, no, we'll get him next year. Like, they're going to yeah. remember. They're going to yeah. remember, dude. So that's a little bit ahead of the game, but – to say the least, Indiana has been, to me, a big surprise um, in college football. Let's talk about tomorrow's game. Purdue-Northwestern. Northwestern is undefeated at 3-0. and Purdue is 2-0. and This game is going to be at 5 o'clock. Big Ten Network, Ross-State Stadium. It's our homecoming game. Nathan, tell me your concerns and predictions that you have for this big game tomorrow against 23rd-ranked Northwestern Wildcats. Battle for first place in the division. Every week's going to be a tough game, honestly, because it's just you never go into a week with Purdue football, especially in football, where you're just like, oh, yeah, we have this. There's never a week where it's like that. I think the biggest concern that I have as far as what Northwestern brings to the table is actually the quarterback, Peyton Ramsey. He played at Indiana for his first three years and actually played really, really well against us. I think every time he played against us, he threw for like over 300 yards, had multiple touchdowns. 
And if he brings that to the table at Northwestern, like if he can, this is this is my uh, bold prediction. I know I'm not very good at him, but <laughs> this is my bold prediction: is that if Northwestern scores over 21 points, Purdue loses. I, I oh, really wow. do. I do believe that. So I'll give you my score again. We're pro Purdue, so Purdue's going to win every single week, <laughs> most times. We have predicted actually a loss, I think, before. But I'm going to predict Purdue wins this game 21-24 in a close game. They always give us fits, I feel like. Even in basketball, Northwestern always gives us fits. Yes. Like I said, 21 points. If Northwestern scores above that, I really think we're going to struggle. I don't worry about our team offensively. I really believe we can turn up points. Let's break down the statistics. I, I, just, I think Fitz, his name is Pat Fitzgerald, I think, their head coach. He just Great defends, coach. Yeah, Great coach. I, I Great think coach. He, loves Northwestern. Great coach. I think he just knows how to def- – he just knows – he just like Jeff Brom. That's we have all the confidence in him. I feel the same exact way for Northwestern and defense with him. Teams struggle to score. Let's talk about the comparison at quarterback. You brought up Ramsey at Northwestern, so keep this in mind. Northwestern's had three games. Purdue has had two games. Here are the stat comparisons between Ramsey and O'Connell. Ramsey, Northwestern's quarterback. He's been fifty for seventy-five, five hundred eleven yards, three TDs, three interceptions, but three games played for Northwestern. In two games with Purdue, Aiden O'Connell, 60 through 85, 653 yards, five TDs, two picks. And don't, you know, we got David Bell on the other side. I do not know the status of Moore, Big George. I'll be really curious to see if they're going to be dressing or not, um, unless you've heard anything. I, I, I think the status for Moore is out, and I'm pretty sure the offensive lineman that got injured is also out for the rest of the year. He had surgery, and I think Big George might be out this game as well. Those are big losses. Um, so, But we added a transfer back into the squad, but that's going to help add some depth at the safety linebacker position. And good thing we have good depth at the offensive line position because that's a big loss, <laughs> losing an offensive lineman like that for a year. The last thing I'll say, according to ESPN matchup predictor, ESPN's football power index, Northwestern is the favorite to win. They have a 64.2% chance to Produce 35.8, so Northwestern is the favorite going into this game. So it's a big game. Battle for first place for the Big Ten Conference West Division. Wisconsin is also defeated, but they've only played once. So we'll see actually how that all I'm curious plays if, out at yeah. the end of the year and how it all works. Uh, but really, it's just... They'll probably th- just give it to them. It'll be fine. Oh, gosh. I hope not. <laughs> But really, it's a three-team race according to records with Wisconsin, Purdue, Northwestern, and the West and the East. Like, it's really Ohio State, IU right now. Maryland only has one loss, too. So, Which is crazy. It, I mean, at the bottom of that, it's, it's Penn State and Michigan. Yeah, Penn State's 0-3 in the conference. Michigan State's Rutgers. One. Rutgers has a better <laughs> record. <laughs> it's, dude, COVID 2020, crazy year. But, man... Yeah, keep watching the Big Ten. I mean, we're really only – that's what's crazy. Everyone else at the ACC, they've played more games than us. We're, I mean, see, I know we're – because we're doing a limited number of games for the Big Ten, like, it feels like we just started. It still feels like a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah. But it's just the crazy year that we have. So, big game tomorrow. Can't wait. I think Purdue is going to get the W. I think we're going to get the win. I expect big day from David Bell again. That's a bold prediction there, Jared. <laughs> Give me a bold prediction. We win by a field goal. That's not, field that's goal. not, I said that too. <laughs> <laughs> Give me like the defense gets over three turnovers. My bold prediction is we get two turnovers by fumble. 
without Big George. I will classify that as uh, a bold prediction. Ding, ding. Thank you. You forced it out of me. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to finish our quick episode here with our and one moments of the week. That's going to come up right after this. Thank you so much for listening. You're listening to Two Brothers and a Mic. We're back on Two Brothers and a Mic podcast, our final segment for this episode. It's our and one moment of the week. And if you're a first-time listener to this podcast, this is just a section where we pick one thing. It doesn't have to be sports-related. It could be anything that just hit us in a special way. It could be serious. It could be fun. But it's our and one moment of the week to close out the show. And so for me, my and one moment of the week comes. It actually happened not this past week, but really like a month ago. And it is, I finally finished Spider-Man on the PlayStation 4, the campaign, the story mode with Nate Yu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was there. I want to say that that game was a lot of fun. I enjoyed the story. That was some top stuff. That was good. There's good writing in that. That really it was. was. It was. It's good. It really is good. So that was my and one moment of the week. Really enjoyed Spider-Man, the PS4 game. Currently now enjoying Spider-Man, PS5, Miles Morales. <laughs> well, I played kind the of. first part just to see yeah, how we it needed looked. To see. Yeah, we needed to see. Because I still got to finish another game on the PlayStation 4 I'm trying to work through. Which perfectly leads into my and one moment of the week is Jared playing Jedi Fallen Order. So this game, for you, those of you who don't know, is actually very difficult. It's meant to be just notoriously hard to complete at the right settings. I wanted Jared to play this game because that's another game that has a great storyline to it. And I um, like Star Wars. Like, this has been fun, yeah. Yeah. So, Jared's kind of just cruising along this game. You know, he's gotten upgrades. I've helped him get things that I thought he would need. But I wasn't seeing Jared struggle. He was just flying through this game. I was like, this is way too fast. He's got to die <laughs> a few <laughs> times. And you need to clarify that I start off on the l- easiest level possible as far as the skill level is concerned. I start at the easiest possible. Yeah. Which at my suggestion, because I wanted you to experience this game, I didn't know how hard it was going to be. I didn't want it to be frustrating. It's not supposed to be frustrating and to the point where you just don't want to play it. Which is not hard for me to get frustrated when I play games. (laughs) Yes. There was times during Spider-Man that we had that. (laughs) Um, But he was flying through it and he's doing well. He's learned the basic mechanics of the game and how to play. So I was like, just your next boss just raise up the level because you need to experience this game at a little bit higher level which is actually just the next level up is what i played it at and it's just it's so much harder there's just so much more the timing of buttons and everything just it's harder and jared beat his first boss took him how many tries it take two or three it was like three tries but you learned the like the move set of the character and you were able to dodge and counter when you needed to counter, it took. It takes time. It's not just like a quick, like two minute battle. Like it takes good ten minutes to like yes. get to where you need to go. Well, I'm so used to mashing the button to kill something. I can't do that in this game. You can't. You gotta be patient. Patience, <laughs> young Padawan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, master. <laughs> but he beat his first boss, and it was pretty awesome. He got the satisfaction of beating something. That was that's the fun part of the game. In my opinion, it was the fun part of the game was beating the hard bosses and the satisfaction that came with that. After dying multiple times over and over again to finally beat it. It's 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 fun. Well, in that exact point where I was at, I didn't actually when he says beat, I didn't actually 
beat the person. I got through that section of the level because that person's still alive. My droid who is with me had to save my life. Saved you. <laughs> in the sto- how the story goes in the Shout game. Shout out to anybody who has played this game <laughs> and knows the moment yes. that he's talking about. If not, you should play it and find out for yourself. Absolutely. Not sponsored by EA or ESPN <laughs> or any of the other things. But if they want to, or give us money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. Uh, I'll say whatever you want me to say. <laughs> Well, that's this week's and one moments of the week. A little quick episode tonight, but we wanted to get it out there to you since it is Friday and the game is tomorrow. So, because we had some technical difficulties last night. So, we're going to get this out there. Hopefully, uh, next week we'll be talking about a big win against Northwestern and we'll keep this train rolling in this quick 2020 COVID football season. Before I sign off, I do also just want to quickly say, if you would like, I was a guest feature on another podcast this past week. I was interviewed as a guest on Brent Bergen's podcast. He is a friend of mine, and we talked about sports. We did talk about Purdue a little bit, a little bit about this Northwestern game, talked about Purdue culture, and we also talked about some Mandalorian. So it was kind of a fun little back and forth talking about some uh, topics. And the name of my friend's podcast is Cross 15. 2020. That's cross 15 2020. So if you have any extra time, you'd like to go listen to that little interview. You can, it is on Spotify on the anchor website, but cross 15 2020 was the guest feature podcast that I was a part of this past week. Thanks so much for listening. Appreciate you so much. You can check us out on Twitter and on Facebook at two brothers and one on Twitter. You can look up two brothers and a mic as well on Facebook if you want to follow us there. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you all next week. Grace and peace. Boiler up. Hammer down. Lego.